Welcome. This is Worldwide Waves Radio. You're tuned into the Worldwide Wave. This is Fez. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode last week with Adrian. That was a really good time. It was great to connect with someone again and talk to them about their really unique perspectives and it helped me a lot and I hope it helped you a lot as well. Um, Got another really high-powered interview for you guys today with none other than Half Moon Bay, also known as Med. He is a very talented, deep, transcendent, um, grounded musician and producer and and rapper, skateboarder, and writer, and dope alternative R&B artist. Who I had the pleasure of talking to. I connected with him uh, a little while ago because we are planning a show and he is one of the acts on the stage for the show. So we just announced that earlier this week as well. New Wave, presented by Worldwide Waves, featuring Seiji Oda, Half Moon Bay, Marcelina, and the one and only Sarah Kawai, DJed and MC'd by the dashing Mikey Aguilera. So that's going to be a really great time. It's, It's downtown LA, USC area, at the Dust Bowl. 1175 West 37th Street and go check out check out our Instagram for more information on that but in the meantime um, I want to get right into this interview I had I had the pleasure of talking to Med last week and I can't even describe I was not prepared for the conversation we were about to have um, but we hit all the big uh, all the big points you know music bees UFOs and everything in between. So here is uh here's that. Are you from Half Moon Bay by any chance? <laughs> um, no, nah, but but I would say Half Moon Bay. Like Med is not from Half Moon Bay, but it's like Half Moon Bay is from Half Moon Bay, <laughs> if that makes sense. Because that's kind of where it was born. Um, I went to I went to the Bay Area for the first time like a few years ago, and yeah it was just it was just one of the most beautiful times of my life like i was in love it was a summer a really cool summer that i got to spend um with amazing people and one of the highlights of that summer was when i went to half moon bay i was just like so i was just so thrilled by the environment and by the atmosphere it was like i think we went to eat at night at like a restaurant and it was like when we entered actual Half Moon Bay, it was like it was foggy and misty, but the lights, they were like colored lights. So it was like purples and like reds and oranges going on, but also trees in the mist. And it all just had like this very subtle balance going on to the to the atmosphere. But the energy was just beautiful because of the colors and because of the textures and the actual like haptic feel of being there. And I I just really felt like I'd never been in a space like that before. Um, It felt really aligned with like the way that I I just like to feel in general, you know, it's, it's just, it was a really gorgeous presence to feel. And I, I hope that like my presence as like Med and also as Half Moon Bay can also like I guess kind of kind of introduce people into that feeling as well. 
Yeah, that's that's really beautiful. I think, you know, I definitely wasn't there. Don't know exactly what that felt like, but I can definitely kind of visualize that or like imagine that in in maybe like other places I've been where, where you kind of get that feeling. You kind of like feel like um, like you're supposed to be there, you know, like you mentioned, like that's kind of how you want to feel all the time. Um, it's cool to, you know, realize that like spaces like that can, can sometimes have that energy. You, you mentioned something about the lights, like purple and different colored lights. Was that like actually like from like lampposts and stuff and like actual yeah. lights? Yeah, it was like okay. purples, reds, oranges, like different stuff, whether it was like a neon light from like a, from a storefront or a sign or whatever. And it just felt like a really special experience to be there. And like, it just felt like, I, like how you said, like I really belong there and, I feel like in my personality, like I feel like I, I feel like I kind of understand like how I come off and like how people may perceive me at like first look, either from like how I express myself or how I dress or whatever. It's like I might seem like a cool kid. I am a cool kid, but yeah, like, you're cool, also, man. like <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but like it's like when you get closer to me, it's like you could tell that like I'm warm as well. You know, like I'm inviting and I if you're if you're cool and if you are a genuine person you know that it feels good to be around and like i i want you around and i want you to feel good when you're with me um and yeah i feel like you know people who actually get to be with me usually let me know that like they actually feel welcome and appreciated in my presence and that's that's probably one of my one of my higher accomplishments you feel me <laughs> wow yeah that's love man I, I mean i can't feel it just like through the zoom already <laughs> I, I can't yeah looking forward to to like meeting you in person and dapping you up and, and feeling that energy Same. i guess that everyone's talking about um have you been back to happen bay since then or yeah a couple times it's always the same i have a video <laughs> i have a video on my instagram of me and half moon bay and i'm like recycling <laughs> i'm like Not really hey, I'm half moon bay in half moon bay <laughs> recycle <laughs> make sure you recycle <laughs> that's awesome man you gotta you, we gotta get like a show going up there there'll be some real that'd be hard. um yeah that'd be dope that'd be like fucking inception or something yeah, um <laughs> so so where are you from originally though are you from like out here in california or oh, out of the state uh, figure it out bro i think i was like being down from like a ufo and they just kind of like left me out here and sometimes i see them flying by and i, I just can't remember which one i'm actually from <laughs> you see ufos i mean sometimes that's it, bro like, i usually i'll be uh, like usually i'll be like which one is my is which one is the one that y'all dropped me from because <laughs> that's remember. crazy that I literally was going to ask you about UFOs later on in the, in the show, just cause like, I'm super into UFOs. Um, I definitely like, I, I'd be seeing some interesting shit in the sky. I've never necessarily seen like what I would necessarily define as a craft, but I see lights all the time and just like being super into UFOs. That's like the closest thing that I can kind of identify them as, but it's actually something I, I, I just ask everyone I interview because like, I'm super interested in UFOs and like, you know, I know, I know a lot of people have seen them. They don't necessarily talk about shit like that. Um, but yeah, man, that's, that's sick, man. If anyone was, was kind of beamed down and dropped by a UFO, it would, it would definitely be you, man. Yeah. Yeah, dog. I'm just out here trying to figure it out, man. (laughs) 
That's sick. That's sick. There's this photo on my Tumblr, and it's like, it's this beautiful like red lake, and then it's like laser beam shooting down from the red lake. And I like reposted it on my Tumblr, and I was like, this is me when they beam me back up. <laughs> oh, that's fire. It's like, a, it's like an edited photo, or is it, was it like something that was actually taken? Maybe. I think, I think it was edited, at least the laser beam part. Unless, okay. unless, you know. There's some interesting photos out there, man. Well, I mean, I guess we kind of got to the UFO fucking subject earlier than I thought. But uh, I mean, what do you what do you think UFOs are? I know there's a lot of different theories. You know, I've got some theories of my own, but I'm just very curious to know because I'm always just trying to, like, gather more information and kind of make sense of shit going on, like in in the cosmos, in reality, like in our dimension and the dimensions like you know surrounding ours so like what's if, if you know if you don't mind if i could kind of like dig a little deeper on that like what's your or i guess what's their significance to you and why i guess why do you feel that you have like some connection like they dropped you here yeah on it i guess i guess the, the technical thing is like ufo like un- unidentified flying objects you know and in a sense i feel like that's just like how I feel. Like it's it's hard to fully identify identify me, even though I do have certain parameters of like how I understand myself and whatnot. It's just always such a shifting and evolving thing that it's like I just gotta I just gotta be alone for the flight, you know. Um, but then I feel like it's it's kind of like that energy of it's that energy of like a new something that you can't necessarily place yourself on but i think the idea of like a ufo is a very like appealing thing because it it gives you it gives you something to place place visions of like something outside and further than what we're normally focused on or geared to focus on mm-hmm. you know and um I, I just feel like that's just how my brain works and how my spirit works is just on a on a frequency that is definitely still in this planet in this in this earth but probably just commissioned from like some other space and i've never i've never necessarily felt like i was from a physical place i was actually talking about this with my friend I have a friend who's a photographer and her work, she really from she really feels like she's from Atlanta, I think, or Georgia. And she really feels like she's from there. We were talking and she was like, you know, a lot of her work reflects that aspect of feeling like this is my place, this is my land, this is where this is my home. And so her subjects when she shoots, it reflects that. Or, you know, you can tell by the textures and by the things that she decides to focus on in her art that it reflects that kind of like that that sense of home and that sense of belonging. For me, I never really felt connected. I grew up on the East Coast. I grew up, I was born in New York and I grew up in Maryland and went to school in DC. So like New York DMV type area. But I never necessarily felt I never necessarily felt connected with the actual physical space. Um because I was always somewhere else, you know what I mean? It was like I was in DC while I was living in Maryland, or I was going to school somewhere else than where I was actually spending most of my time or where I was actually enjoying things that I loved in my spirit. So I felt like I was always 
just flying all over the place. And that's kind of how I formed my sense of identity in a sense. So when I first went to LA, it was, it was cool because people would ask me like, oh shit, like where are you from? And I just be like, I just be like, shit, bro. Like I, I don't know. Like I, I just feel like my sense of identity comes more from like a, a higher kind of like ether kind of metaphysical space. And I feel like a lot of people, a lot of people can relate to that more than I even thought before, because many people feel like, you know, they, they have to define their, their sense of self and their sense of the world for themselves. And so I guess, I guess people who are like that really understand what I mean when I say like I was born on a UFO, you feel me? Yeah, that's sick. I mean, I really appreciate that you kind of just said that up front when I asked you the question rather than like taking more of a I guess like three-dimensional literal approach of like, where was I born? Where did I grow up? Like I'm from the Bay area. Um, I, I do like definitely identify with being from the Bay area. Um, obviously sometimes I think like, yeah, my spirit came from like somewhere else. Are you, uh, are you familiar with like Sun Ra, the artist? Um, yeah, but he said like, he was like from Saturn or some shit. Whoa. I didn't know that. I think I've, I think I've heard, I've had like two encounters with Sun Ra in my life. One was in school. Someone played. Someone played it for me. Um, I think they were both in school, and both times I was so thrilled and like captured by how spiritual it felt. And then I was like, I gotta check more into Sun Ra, and I just yeah didn't yeah. I, I kind of had a phase. His music, like he's a jazz artist, and I'm like, I'm super into jazz. I'm actually like a jazz musician myself. So like that's definitely what what drew me to that. But yeah, he's definitely like very experimental, like very out there. Um, it's not the easiest to digest music, but like it is like he literally said, like, yeah, I'm from space. He was definitely on that same kind of like level of where you are of like the three-dimensional world like i'm kind of like transcended that and i'm uh he would say like i'm pretty sure he said like yeah i'm from sad like he literally said i'm from that specific location like he's from that planet um and and he came down here for a lifetime or something like if you go back to like my earlier songs like i have a song called called saturn 96 because i was like yeah i'm from saturn i used to say that all the time and my best my best friend like who's also like a sister to me. She like used to go by Saturn as well. So that was just like our thing. We were like, yo, when are we going Interesting. Yeah. Why did you choose Saturn? Like, or why did you feel like it was Saturn specifically? I don't know, dog. I I don't know. It just, it just felt like the best one. Like it just, I like the name. I like that Saturn has a ring. Yeah. But now that I think um, about, I learned more about Saturn, just in like astrology and like what it represents. I was kind of like, damn, Saturn seems like such a, such an intense planet. <laughs> it is. Um, it's got the rings. You know about like the cube or like the hexagon thing on top there? Um, no. It's, if you look at a picture of the top of Saturn, um, you know how it, it's kind of like it has the rings, but then like kind of all around it, it has these kind of horizontal lines that like the gas kind of forms in like other planet, like the same with Jupiter. So at the top of Saturn, like if you go on Google, like pictures that nasa has of the top of saturn like it's it's not a circle like it's circles and then at the very top the way that the winds are shaped it's actually a hexagon and there's like so it's like a literal like 
actual hexagon with corners in the like the gases of Saturn. So the gas is the way the wind currents work. It makes like actual hexagon. And there's like these scientific studies like, oh, like this is this is what explains it. Like naturally, if you have a difference of like air pressure or whatever, like it could cause this hexagonal shape. But like I kind of always saw that as like some like, yeah, like a very not even necessarily supernatural, but like kind of just like one of those signs in the universe or like, you know, something like the Fibonacci sequence or something that you see in nature um, that really just like moves you to like have a little bit more like, I don't know, faith and trust in the universe. Another thing about Saturn, I think, are you familiar with like the Anunnaki? Not like, not like a hundred percent. Like I've definitely heard it, heard about the Anunnaki from like, you know, YouTube or like, Netflix or Jaden Smith and Willow, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, so they um yeah, so supposedly they're like this this pretty big alien race. Like some one of the theories says that like they came down and like started humanity and shit and like you know combined their DNA with like chimps and and you know you know whatever whether that's true or not, but they actually say in that story, um they say that they came from Saturn or like their spaceship or something was, is like right behind Saturn and they came down and like they, and like supposedly they're still over there. And like between that and the, the hexagon and the rings, uh, between like P I get like sun rock people like yourself, your friend, like naturally gravitating towards Saturn as, as that, like, it makes me think even more, you know? Yeah. I think Saturn is a really important planet. Sometimes it gives me like, I don't know. It, I think it's a really important planet because when I learn more about it with astrology, it apparently has to do a lot with like structures and like how we approach life and like what's important for us to know and learn and um, be in context relates to like how you, how you shape like, how you shape kind of who you are and what what you offer to the world in context i could be kind of off about this but um i think more than most planets it it plays a major role in like the development in people have you heard of like saturn return like that yeah i was actually just i was thinking about that as you were talking about about it apparently that's a thing that like happens normally around like your upper 20s about to enter like 30s and whatnot it's like a lot of people experience it in different ways. Some people experience it as kind of like, like a breaking point in a sense. Like you kind of go through, you kind of go through many things or like something really tough or get through something really tough to where um, it kind of reshapes your perception of self and of life and um, allows you to move forward in a new way. And that, that really like, I don't know, I, I study stuff like that because it's just such an interesting thing for me to think about like the different eras in life. Like right now I'm in my early twenties. And so that comes with all this stuff of being in your early twenties, you know? And like, but I think as I've grown up, when I was a kid and I was maybe like 15, 16, I was only looking at people at the age that I am now and a little bit older, you know? I was looking at like Tyler and like Frank and like, um maybe Gambino and Janae or whoever it might have been and now it's like as I get older now it's like I pick up different inspirations and pick up different knowledge for different reasons now now I'm like damn like I thought your 20s seemed lit because you get to kind of do what you want like 
you know, the angst and like shit like that, you're getting it out. Um, but now I'm just like, I feel like your 30s is where I really see, see people like glowing. Like if you look at a video of Peggy Goo, she's in her 30s, bro. She be in her, she be DJing and you just look at her smiling and she, it just, it's such a wholesome, healthy and like pure energy, bro. And I, I just be like, damn, it really feels like your 30s is really like, is that real like low period. But to to kind of come back from that is like I think the Saturn return is really a thing that like really allows you to kind of kind of peak that crest in a new way. And it makes sense, dog. Like if you look at like Frank Ocean, right? Had this whole big thing like where he disappeared for years or whatever and then came back. I, I study Frank Ocean and like the things that happened in his life so much with any interview, any like everything information you could find, like I've found it, you know what I mean? And I've researched, but I love it because I love finding information because it helps me like do my life and stuff too, you know? But the way I noticed was like, I think he was in his like big kind of like trash deal and shit. I was trying to get out of yeah. that and was in a battle for a long time. But then it's like, you see, he comes back and now here's blonde, here's endless. Here's Boys Don't Cry. Here's the video for Nikes. Here's what, like $20 million deal from Apple. Like all these big things that happen. And if you notice, like that happened when he was around like 29, 30, 28, like that kind of era. And that's usually where they say the Saturn return happens. But then you look at SZA, right? She just had the whole like good days thing happen, like what, like last year? And that was also around, like, I think she just turned 30. And it seemed like she was kind of in, like, kind of a stressy position before that. And that's what Good Days even seemed like it was about, was her just holding on to hope and holding on for better days and whatnot. And then here we go. Good Days goes fucking crazy during the pandemic. And it just seems like she's hit some new strides in her career and in her life lately that, like, no one really saw coming in that way. But... I'm like, maybe it's that, maybe it's something special about that, like Saturn return energy in that period of your life, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I mean, yeah, I think I'm definitely looking forward to like my mid, late 20s, 30. Like I'm I'm trying to be like 40 or something, man. I'm just trying to be like chilling. Like I can't, I think if you're living life, you know, optimally, like it it, it can only, it should only get better, right? It, it just accumulates and aggregates. And if you're on the right path, like it'll just keep getting better and better but yeah man like that's um saturn's return that, that's supposed to be like where saturn was when you were born or something right like yeah. that's what it means yeah so that's definitely you know obviously you can you can look into the astrology of it and and i'm sure there's even more significance than that but um yeah man i would just recommend like literally like look up like saturn hexagon or they call it saturn's cube too because it's um the hexagon is like a 3d or like a 2d um if you look at a cube from an angle or something it, it actually looks like a hexagon a 3d like uh vision of a cube and there's a lot of like very uh there's like some deep studies into like saturn's cube and like just the, the imagery of a cube over time and how humans have kind of um revered like the the concept of a cube like the uh, like the concept of a tesseract you know um from like the avengers movie so it's like a real thing and it's like into like a bunch of like occult like kabbalah shit it's super fucking deep like i i would love to learn more about it 
um it gives me goosebumps dog like hey like it it's so cool to me. yeah well saturn or just like all this shit all of that stuff like that stuff like the fibonacci sequence like all of that like when it really seems like there's a higher organization to this whole thing like i don't know that that shit's really really sick yeah no i feel it for me it's it's really motivating um you know, uh, to, to, you know, I'm not, I'm not religious or anything, but like, that's, it, I, that kind of get, I kind of get religious, you know, about shit like that. Um, it's good to feel that there's order to things sometimes. Um, and, and when you find out little things like that, you're like, okay, like what else can I decode? Like, what else can I figure out about reality and about myself? Um, but yeah, man, that's, um, that, that, that's that, like, obviously like you can go, deeper into all that um but yeah man really appreciate that you just like kind of came at me with like with that energy and just kind of like brought it out there would love to like definitely talk about ufos more with you anytime uh you know back backtracking to what you said about about that how like it's um we're not always like geared to see these things um that's that's really how i see it too i think we're um conditioned a lot by society and just even evolution um, like the human mind cannot, uh, you know, in order for human life to go on optimally, like, you know, it's kind of like a defense mechanism or like we've evolved to kind of filter out these other things, maybe in other dimensions that aren't going to help our immediate survival. Um, which is cool that our body does that is cause it's like, you can't be thinking about all this crazy shit when you're trying to like find some food to eat or you're trying to hunt, like you can't, you can't be like tripping out like that all the time. Um, but yeah, that's why I think it's, it's really important to kind of like, you know, identify that. And then like, and then like, you know, mindfully try to seek that out. Like I, for me, it's UFOs for other people. It's like, it's other things. You know, I, I personally think that UFOs are like, yeah, like an interdimensional phenomenon. Like some people think they're extraterrestrial. I think they're, I think they're a little bit of both. I think mainly though, like what the phenomenon is, is like, interdimensional so like I, I i see like ufos and like spirits as kind of being different different but like the same kind of the same thing because they're things that like kind of come in and out of our dimensions but like yeah i'm, I'm super into ufos like i that was a really cool way to say that that was yeah like perfectly phrased thank you thank you yeah i think i kind of just came up with that because like some people will see angels or like they'll see an ancestor um and then like i i see like lights in the sky sometimes and and i think they're coming from the same place or like and when i mean the same place i just mean something that isn't our you know limited three-dimensional reality um but yeah yeah man i i I would love to talk to you more about this like at any time um definitely um yeah this is this is sick man um very like i don't even know what to say it's like it's so cool when you like meet someone who you can like talk to these things um you know with whom you can talk to these things about um but awesome that is because like it's like this is our first time really really talking but it's like i think about these things and i'm sure you think about these things and there have probably been days when we've been thinking about very similar things at the same time having no idea that each other exists and now it's like here we are actually talking about it and it's easy to just like exactly exactly yeah and that's actually what um i'm sorry go ahead oh i was just gonna say like you know it just lets me know like that's more of where our reality is going and more of where like our people are going and that's that's really fucking cool (laughs) 
Yeah, no, I do think our, our collective consciousness is starting to like open up more to like these ideas. Like I kind of got super into UFOs, like maybe two years ago. Um, you know, I, I got like a, a UFO tattoo, right? Like, I don't know if you can see it. I'll have to show you later. But yeah, like going back to your music, um, I, I really like it. I think it's, it seems very conceptual, which now makes even more sense that I'm kind of getting to know you and get, getting to know how your brain works. But um, just like in a, in a broad sense, like what do you generally make music about? Like, what is your inspiration? And then like, also just like, why do you make music? Yeah. Um, shit, but I, I feel like there are many, there are many sectors of how I understand my relationship with music. Like some sectors are just, some sectors are just the aesthetics, you know, like some song I'll, I'll make a song and listen and I'll be like, this is just an aesthetic. I don't know what it's about. I don't know what it's for, but it just, it's just right. Um, so there's those type vibes. And, a lot of times, those would be more like a collage of many things. Um, and that could be like about sex, or that could be about just me and my perception of myself and my perception of the world. So that's one sector of my music where I'm just creating an aesthetic. Um, and then there's another sector of my music where I used to, I used to say that I was like a journalist. <laughs> when I was like in high school or like early college, but through music because I, I feel like my, and then I also, I've recently been like, maybe I'm more of like a scientist because I feel like, I feel like, or both, I don't know, but it's like, I go through my life and it's such a complex and like deep experience to just be mad. And it, it's just always coming with so much that like, I, I can't, always even explain how it's happening or what is going on but again I'm just along for the flight and um, my music is kind of like how I am able to share my recordings you know and share my experiments um, from my life so if you listen to something like Hayes you know it's very it's very directed at a certain energy it's like the main point of the song, like the line that sticks out to me the most is like, it was like uh, something, something small is what I won't be. I'll be bigger than the fucking government and your toxic mind states, you know, but it's put in a really like cool way that sounds awesome. But if you're listening to the words, it's kind of like you hear this person talking about like, I understand that there are powers that be that are governing these systems. And because I understand that, like I, small is just something that I can't be like I, I must transcend these things and create something new um, and that really speaks to a piece of my soul that's always been there and will always be there and now it gets to be in a song that just hits you know and it it, it doesn't feel like you're listening to someone talking about something like super conscious stuff because it's like the 80s vibe and, it, and it's upbeat and it's awesome but you know it's in there um so that's one sector, or if I have something like emotional intel, where it's like I was going through some things with my with my girl, and emotional intel was me just kind of being like, this is what I need from you, from us, so that we can be like better at this thing. But again, it just slaps and it hits and it's catchy. Um, and my, I think my thing in terms of that sector of my music is that there are many artists who do like conscious stuff and do, who do spiritual stuff. And, 
uh, my biggest inspirations were always the people who could create with a purpose and with an intention with their art, but also not make it like corny. <laughs> so somehow it'd be like, damn, I'm, I'm evolving from listening to your music and I'm growing and I'm gaining something really, very real from listening to your music. But I, I don't feel like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like a lecture and I don't feel like it's corny at all. So I feel like I've been able to, I feel like I've been able to master that balance pretty well by this point. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, man, it is definitely, it definitely comes through in the music. I really like what you said about being like a journalist and a scientist and, and kind of all of this, all these things at once. And, and the music is just kind of like a, like a vessel to kind of like package it up and, and get across these ideas. And I think that's, 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 um, I don't know, that's just something I really resonate with. Like I, I consider myself a journalist. Like I really, I think like this, this is like journalism right here. Um, I kind of, found like a love for journalism just because yeah like you know you, you kind of like hinted at it but like just like all the information that's like around here you know in in you know whether it's the government and and really just like trying to like being yeah like you said like being bigger than it like you know there's systems in control and it's really about like just like learning shit you know because like you we're really on our own and and you got to just use your own intuition to learn shit and like the scientists doing experiments and and it kind of like all comes together with music which is that's that's really beautiful man yeah thank you for saying that it's i like how you're able to understand that because i do feel like it's it's like for me i feel like my my science experiments in a sense are like every maybe like every four months of my life or every like nine months of my life or something it's like Right now, I have a certain way that I think about life. I have a certain way that I that I am looking at myself or looking at the things around me. But I also understand that that's a shifting thing. Like I look at, I'm gonna look at it so differently, eleven years from now, and some things might still be the same as they've always been. But throughout my life and throughout the unraveling, it's kind of like I'll take really big risks and I'll do really, I'll do stuff just to kind of test out like okay what what is this what if i test out you know what if i test out this way of thought what if i test out this way of being um even if it might be wayward from what reality wants you to do or wants you to think or wants you to act like i'll be like what if i try this thing and see how it goes and it's a it's an aspect of myself that like (laughs) Is I've had to learn to I've had to learn to just understand it as like a relationship with myself because sometimes I'll be like man why I'll be like man why are you are you being like this or why are you doing this or you know why are you like this and a lot of times you know it's it's with love and it's with you know a playful spirit that I'm like that um, but I've ended up in some crazy positions and some crazy places in my life because. I'll really push things to the edge just to see like, like how, like, what are the parameters of this thing if I really go all the way in? And maybe that's just a Sagittarius nature. I mean, yeah. I'm a Sag son, but you know, that's why I say it's kind of like, I'll, when I make music from those places, I'll be like, These, this is the journey I just went on, you know? And it'll be a spiritual journey, sometimes a physical journey, but I'd be like, this is the journey I just went on and just got back from. Shit, I didn't think I'd make it out that place. Or shit, that was that was awesome. Or wow, I learned so much about X, Y, and Z. Or that was just a vibe. And here's and here's the audio or the visual representation of what 
where I just was. So it's kind of like my, my, yeah, my findings from, from these experiments that I'm putting myself through in a sense. <laughs> That's a great, you took me to a great place. Cause I want to kind of fast forward to, yeah, like the music you released and kind of just go through, um, you know, a couple of your projects and talk to you more specifically about like the sound and, and the inspiration, but, uh, you know, behind those. So I want to start off with, with yeah. your, um, your, your debut album, Koi, um, that was a really dope album i think that's probably your first like work that i heard um i think there were definitely some some songs in there some lines that were like really hit on some just like some really deep trippy like transcendent shit so i just wanted to talk to you about like the inspiration (laughs) (laughs) thank you yeah yeah it's like another one of those moments where you just um you know certain lines in there uh you know people definitely resonate with um, so yeah, if you could just take me through like the process behind that, like the inspiration for the concept and also like, I guess the inspiration for like the sound and the sonics behind that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Koi was a really, was a really special era of my life and like time that I was in. Um, I think Koi, Koi was like the culmination of pretty much all of that, all of that, that I was telling you just a second ago was like, it was like the first real thing where I felt like I kind of really have an idea of what I'm going for and, and what my sound is and what I like and how to create a full a full thought. Um, and I was like, I have these skills with production now. I have these skills with mix, and I, I have things to say now. Um, let me see how let me see how that translates to a full to a full offering. Um, and I'm just super proud of it. The the Sonics, I think what's what's so cool is like, so my top inspirations I would say are there for different reasons. Like I think Frank Ocean was the first example of someone who, Frank Ocean was the first example of someone who really was on such a different frequency, but so tasteful and so stylish and so masterful with it. And he legitimately changed everything, changed the way that people write, changed the way that people approach music. Um, but I was, I was like maybe 10 or 11 when, oh no, I had to be like 12. I was maybe like 12 when Thinking About You came out. Um, so it's like, I, I was very in those formative kind of like, like absorption years when he first first popped off and it's like throughout time I feel like I've just absorbed a lot of that style and like approach um to music because he really showed like you don't have to like you don't have to like be belting and like doing the most with your voice sometimes you can you know sometimes he does sometimes there's there's an eclectic nature to it but I think him along with like Janae Aiko at the time really showed like you can be like a vibe you can just be a vibe and still be masterful at that and still like Janae more so was you know it was like you can care about something and you can put that in your music and it can be wavy and I was like that's really cool I like this style um and so yeah before I ever knew how to make music I was just listening to Frank listening to Janae listening to Party Next Door um and listening to Sean Leon and old Daniel Caesar, I would say those those would be maybe the most notable, the most notable characters to like 
the Half Moon Bay sound. Definitely Sean Leon and Party Next Door in terms of the production. Old Daniel Caesar too. People don't really know, but old Daniel Caesar, his production was crazy. But anyways, um, there's sound just that dark kind of Toronto sound with the with the deep basses within the super interesting hi hats, um, the almost metallic type sounds and moodiness. It's like it's not R and B, but it's also not traditional hip hop. It's it's somewhere in a really beautiful like point of balance and tension that I'm still I'm still learning how to master that but I'm I'm really proud of where it's gotten to so far. But yeah, Koi uh, in terms of production that was me finding my voice with production. Um and it kind of did take all those like elements of my inspirations from like the party sounds and the Sean Leon sounds and sometimes Drake or whatever. Um, but then just the style of my writing that has been so informed by like, you know, prolific writers such as like Frank Ocean or Janae or um, shit, even MF Doom, like I, like the, the way that people would write J Electronica, like the way that people write mm -hmm. um, is such a, such a beautiful thing to me. So I just really wanted to combine all of that together and put it into a moment. And it really, it really let me tell my story, but also tell, also shed light on more like deeper concepts such as like climate change, like Katara is a song about climate change, you know, um, or include an, an, a meditation, you know, entropy and extropy, like that's purely just a meditation is for people to be able to turn that on and breathe and remember like there's nothing next like the past, the past doesn't even exist anymore. Like right now is where the bliss is. Right now is where we are. Um, and so I feel like that, that moments like those really make me happy because it's like, it feels like I'm taking off those training. It feels like I took off those training wheels in a sense of like, you know, what would Frank do? Or what would Party do? Or what would X, Y, Z, Janae, whoever? And I was like, this is just what I care about. And now I have the skill and the talent to be able to always have the talent, but now the skill and the technical know-how to be able to actually make it a thing, you know? I wanted to ask you if there's any other like art forms besides music that you're drawn to or like to practice. I feel like I'm, I appreciate art <laughs> in all, in all aspects and like mediums and things that, that are just like, you know, expression are very appealing to me. Lately, I've been super, super into design. Design is one of my like more newer loves. As I've had to do like new rollouts and stuff for like Happy Day projects, I've had to have more of a of an eye for like fonts and the yeah. presentation of ideas and the, and the execution of things. Um, so I, it's like if I at this point if I'm driving and i see like a storefront with like a really cool font i'll be like oh shit like look at that font like i i geek out over like type um yeah just beautiful design presentation packaging is one of my more like newer newer loves that i'm so not surprised has presented itself to me um uh anime is the love of my life 
I've been into anime longer than I've been into music, um, anime and manga. Um, that's why you even see with the emotional intel cover, yeah. like that's that's just a nod to Bleach, you know, like the hollow, like Ichigo and stuff. When anime makes an appearance in my, anime and manga references make an appearance in my music would be awesome too. Um, so yeah, I'm like teaching myself how to draw. I started like this year and I was like, all right, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna really like teach myself how to draw. And I've almost filled up my first sketchbook. So shouts out to that. And That's fire, man. Yeah, That's dude, dope. I'm really excited. I'm seeing myself like grow. And eventually when I, when I get to that point, like it, like I have ideas for like full like manga to create manga and anime. Um, cause you know, I'm a writer and that stuff comes easy to me. So once I combine that with the actual, like visual element, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. This that's gonna be fire. Great. I'm look, looking oh forward God. to it. Um, yeah, man, it's all about expanding and, and trying new things. Um, yeah. by chance, do you know, uh, do you know a dude named Kwame Adu? He's like a rapper out um, here in LA. I've definitely heard that name. I've definitely heard that name. Yeah, so he used to go by Brandon Masenko. He's a good friend of mine. Okay. Um, and he's honestly like one of the most talented rappers I know. And he's also super into anime, uh, super into That's like video game stuff like that. Um, and he's like a super talented rapper, like super conscious rapper, talks about like all this like kind of if you have like a rapper or artist who's into anime, bro, like those usually be the, the ones that are people's favorites exactly anime teaches you how to look at life dog like it like i feel like the pers- the perspective and the perception of being able to really look and have genuine compassion and like really care about your friends and um you know like evolve as a character and or be an underdog and and beat the odds or whatever like that's something that a lot of us can relate to um and I yeah. feel like the people who really love manga, really love anime, as far as my experience, have always been some of my favorite people because they're just, I don't know, it, it just, it can be easy to connect. Exactly. No, yeah, I, I just, you know, it, it brought it to mind because he he's super into that stuff. Um, and yeah, like, I think you guys are like very similar in terms of your artistry and like the way you look at life. So yeah, I'll definitely have to introduce you guys one yeah. time. I think, I think, um, yeah get you guys in the studio together or something that would be that would be insane Skating a lot I said, oh, really? I skating. i've been skating a lot yeah um that's also something that i picked up later like maybe like a year a little over a year ago but this year was the first year i really had time to really like like consistently like practice and develop my skills and whatnot i feel like skating is more of like it's a love, but it's also like it's more of a hobby than anything. It's just something that right. I like. I feel like I can get good at this, and it. I don't know. I just really enjoy it a lot. I have a very real love for it. Um, it's just a really refreshing thing to do. I feel like, as far as the skate community, as far as I've been able to meet, like meet it is has been really embracing. Yeah, yeah, it's a really supportive community I've I've heard. Like music, I feel like can be very supportive and very embracing. And I'm really grateful to have lined up with people who really want the best for themselves and those around them as well. Um, But there's there's a 
difference with music because it's like if you're making music together usually you want to be at like the same level because it's like you you can kind of you can kind of like not I don't know you can drag someone down or you can like hold it up you know if if the understanding is not in the same place yeah part. um but with skating it's kind of like you, not really getting in nobody's way if you're not getting in their way physically um mm -hmm. so you can <laughs> you know what i mean like you can fall down and you can mess up and you can like not land a trick or whatever a, a thousand times and people will be like yo that's sick like you're doing it you're committing you know and i think that's a really cool thing to to just like celebrate the process i think skating is the thing that celebrates yeah that. yeah that's beautiful I, I never really thought about that i feel like failing isn't really frowned upon at all in skating like you don't yeah. you don't see that um definitely you know maybe a little bit in other art forms but yeah th that's what i think is so cool about having like these kind of side hobbies and side art forms because it, it's it's when it's not your main thing it kind of takes off the pressure you know and you can kind of have um more fun with it at least you know that's my experience you're good you're good i'll give you a second 100 it's good to just have it's good to just have fun for the sake of having fun and developing something that you love exactly and like plants and stuff oh hell yeah yeah that's something i'm trying to get um i'm trying to get into i'm actually trying to get into beekeeping man no um, i've heard way. i've heard a lot of yeah i had like a friend who in high school who did beekeeping i've just heard a lot of crazy fucking facts about bees like they're really interesting creatures and obviously like they're very important to the environment and shit yeah. so like you got to save the bees and all that. But like, yeah, that's like kind of my next thing. Like when I kind of have more time or like get more settled down and have time yeah. to like try a new thing, I definitely want to get into beekeeping and, and yeah, like gardening and shit too. I've heard in like the, at least a month. Like that's- <laughs> <so> <laughs> Thank you, I man. Bees. bees are my spirit animal or my spirit- Really? Animal. Really? Bees, yeah. Damn, that's fire. Yeah, man, I, I, I heard that they- um. Well, I heard that they're like telepathic with each other, like hive mind kind of shit. Like there's a lot of interesting like studies and stuff like that um, no, around bees. And then they also have like bees today, dude. That's awesome. You were reading about bees? No, you're you're gonna have me like legitimately like Oh yeah, yeah. I I mean bro, I barely know, like I barely scratched the surface. And then also like there's these crazy medicinal properties like beekeepers are like have a statistically higher like life expectancy because they're on bees and in china there's this like eastern chinese medicine practice where like they have these like beehives you know how they're kind of set up as boxes and they'll have like a tube that's going into it and like these these cancer patients or like these patients who are like ill with something come and sit down and they put on a mask attached to the to the beehive and they literally just breathe the air that the bees just like that the bees are around or the bees are inhaling and like that helps them or like it, i don't know if it cures their stuff or like whatever but like it's it's known to like help them so like and then obviously like pollinating environment it's just crazy it's crazy stuff that's really sick dude i whoa <laughs> right that's yeah that was the coolest thing ever like i love bees the first encounter that i had with um like bees was this is back when I had my long dreads. I don't know if we knew each other by that point, but I used to have these like long dreads. Uh -huh. um, and I was going on a trip with Jenna and 
we got in the car we got in the car and she was like yo look on look on your lock and it's like on my hair literally right here and it's just like chilling chilling on my hair she was like there's a bee on you i was like oh that's hella cool and so at first i was kind of like all right i don't want to move because i don't want it to fly away like this is awesome but we're literally in the car driving um the windows were down at a certain point and the bees really just chilling <laughs> on my hair not going anywhere it's you know moving a little bit from like up and down but just staying on this one like strand this one lock of hair i go into trader joe's to get some snacks for the trip it's still on my hair i ring ring it up it's still there we get Holy back shit. in the car it's still there the windows <laughs> are open it doesn't fly away i was like yo this this is something Damn, that be really fucked with you for some yeah. reason yeah that was that was sick ever since then i was like all right me and b's got we've had a good thing going on ever since then that's dope yeah. well yeah i mean that's something that i've, I've just been interested in so like yeah stay tuned yeah. I'll, I'll let you know when i start it um yeah you know no, whenever like i will you'll i will be over <laughs> all the time like fire yeah that's and i can't sick. imagine it's like a particularly hard thing to get into like i feel like you just go up to any fucking beekeeper and be like yeah, I'm trying to help out. Like, I'm sure, like, I don't know. It seems like a, again, like a supportive thing where like people will teach you and, and you can kind of just start doing it. Wow. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's all about kind of finding these smaller <laughs> passions in life and learn, learning more about shit. My next question for you is like, when, when do you feel, um, when or where do you feel most at peace? Um, sure. I feel like I'm a general, generally pretty, grounded and like peaceful person to begin with but i will say for myself specifically i i love spending time with myself so when it's just me and med like that's usually when it's just the most the most iconic (laughs) i love that yeah i know i love being alone as well it's just it's just awesome like when i'm in my own space my own environment um so if i'm if i'm in the crib and it's just me that'd be the best but i also um i also always have like a place that i go to i always have like at least one or two like places usually somewhere outside and like semi private that it'll be like only I or only me and maybe like two or three other people know about this place. Um, and it'll be something simple. Like my last, my last like place was like a parking lot, but in the parking lot, there was like a little, like there was like a little nook where you could enter into the building, but there was a gate right there. So it's like, it created just like its own like little environment and nobody knew about it. It was right near, you know, there's a, there's a, whole shopping center across the street there's buildings on the other side of the parking lot but it's like right here in this specific spot it's just bliss it's just private it's just cool like you could i was um i don't know i love stuff like that so um and then one before that i would just post up on the steps outside of this like school (laughs) you know (laughs) and you know just like trip out sometimes or um skate listen to music draw read (laughs) um 
so yeah, I feel like those are the times when I really feel connected to myself and to like the things that I love. That's fire. Yeah, no, I think finding, I know what you mean, like finding those kind of spots that, that you can kind of just go to, um, you know, I, I'm definitely the same way. I like to take walks around the neighborhood and find that one spot where you can kind of just sit for a while and, and, and feel comfortable, you know, even if it's not, you know, inside your house or, or whatever. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much all I had for you, man. Um, I have one last question. I just want to see if I missed anything. We got into a lot of stuff just yesterday, obviously, and today. Really looking forward to coming back through this and like getting it up. But um, yeah, I guess we kind of got into this a little bit yesterday. But I also, you know, whenever I interview people, um, you know, especially someone like yourself, I love to ask him just like if they like how they feel about like supernatural shit and like if, if they've had any like supernatural experiences. I know we got into like the UFO shit, but like I don't know, have there been any times in your life where like you kind of get that feeling like, oh shit, like there's something else or yeah. moments where you kind of get a deeper understanding or kind of like see into something else that isn't always there. Yeah. Um, you know, I think talking about those things can be really productive just for, for everyone. So like, if there's a, you know, a moment you want to talk about or an experience or just like a mindset you have, I'd really appreciate that. Thanks for asking that. Um, I think it's, there are very specific examples, but there is also like a, it's a thing that's almost all the time at this point is like things be so supernatural and synchronistic in the way that they happen. And I think just the basis of like my spirituality and the way that I look at things allows me to like kind of notice that inherent magic that's always going on. Um, it can be from big things to like small things, like like maybe last week I, I wanted to get a new journal um just to, like keep track of stuff and I think it was raining or something I was gonna go to the store with my friend and I was just telling her I was like yeah I'm about to get this new journal um but it had just started like pouring down raining so we were like we probably don't want to go to the to the art supply store let's just kick it but then she was like she was like oh shit I have I have this journal in my bag that I literally never use I've had it in here for like months and like just never use it you want it and it was a perfect size it was exactly what I was seeing in my mind and I was just like it just be like moments like that yeah that happened in so many different areas of life that's like damn I wasn't even really like you know I was fine without it having to happen that way but of course I'm always open and open to it happening that way and it just it'd be a thing that that be having it <laughs> um so stuff like that moments where um also moments where like maybe i'm led to a different place in my life than i had expected to be and my initial my initial thoughts or reaction may be like damn this sucks or like what's happening what's going on um and then through the process or through some time afterwards it starts to make sense and i'll be like oh that's why I needed to be at that specific place at that specific time, or this is why this thing needed to happen because it brought me X, Y, Z, and that's helping me out for a longer journey um, in a very real way. Um, so stuff like that always feels like them, like, you know, there's some, there's something really looking out for me and it, it has a wider view than I can really have right now. And it shows me that. Um, 
and that's just on the that's just on a life tip but the most recent like very obvious supernatural thing was on i think it was 2019 the leap year yes whoa the leap year do you because 2019 was a leap year and so yeah had, or 2020 right yes 2020 2020 was leap year yeah so we had what what's that like an extra day in february right yeah like february 29th exactly so on february 29th i was with i was with my homie icy and we had we had trip we had trip goons and i hadn't tripped in a second i hadn't tripped in a second by that time so it was it was nice to just have a nice little trip again um but we were walking to the park went to go get some food came back and then I look up, it's nighttime now. I look up and it was like, a, it almost looked like a flock of birds. Like, you know how birds be flying in kind of like a V formation or whatever? Yeah. But it's like nighttime. And you, I know what birds look like in the nighttime. And they do not look like that. It literally looked like these white, like light, like these birds of light, like pure light. Um, and they were kind of big, just flying in a V formation. And I was like, yo, I was like, Icy, did you just see that? And she was like, bro, that was crazy. And we were just, we were just freaking out. Like, were those angels? Were those some like supernatural, like bird type of thing? Like, what was that? Cause they, the way they were flying, it was just, it was just way too majestic to be anything that I'd ever seen before. And it's on the day that's technically not supposed to exist, like on the leap year, you know? So, yeah. And then that was right before all the COVID, Corona, like everything. Yeah, it was right before that. It was I remember. right before. So that, that's something that I was, I was like, yo, this is, this is wild. Yeah. No, I love that. Thanks for sharing. That's funny. Um, my, I was tripping with my friend Alf one time and he, afterwards he he i didn't see it but he he kind of described the same thing like lights in a formation um we were out in joshua tree it's funny you say that i was actually tripping that same exact day um (laughs) february 29th yeah 2020 (laughs) i i like i remember being at the beach um i mean i'll sometimes i sometimes see shit in the sky when i'm tripping but for for me yes it was right before covid uh, we were driving back from the beach and I had this moment where I was thinking like two of my friends were in the car and I was like, damn, I just like started talking about this COVID shit. Cause like everyone was talking about it back then. And I was like, I had this thought and I was like, damn, what if this shit is like really intense and we have to like lock down the whole country. And like, I kind of had this like crazy um, moment where I was like, what if this turns into something really intense? And I kind of like in my mind, I saw it as a movie. Like, Oh, what if this turns into like some movie type shit where like there's this crazy virus. And then like, I, that's exactly what happened and that was kind of once it had started i know like in march i think it got really bad over here but i sometimes think about that when i was just driving back from the beach and kind of had that thought like that foreseeing that like what would happen um so yeah no that's 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 funny that we were we were, we were probably tripping at like the same time i yeah and i and i i think about the fact that it was leap day as well it was it was right on that day Okay, that's the word, leap day. <laughs> yeah, 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 it was a leap year, and then that's, like, the, the leap day. But, um, yeah, even in the moment, I was like, damn, this is cool that, like, I'm tripping on, on leap day because it's, like, a once, not a once in a lifetime, obviously, but, like, once every four years kind of thing. Um, and, yeah, no, that's a, that's a great story you said about um, 
about the uh, the birds of those lights. You know, I mean, I of course my mind instantly goes to UFOs and like UFOs have been seen to kind of make those formations as well. And when my friend Joshua Tree was like, "Oh, I saw these like military drones," I was like thinking, I was like, "Damn, bro! Like, I think you saw UFOs because you know I." I you know, I've also had those experiences where, you know, I think, I think when I'm tripping, um, especially on shrooms, like, like you said, like, we're not geared to see certain things. And my understanding of it is that like, like the best way I can understand is like certain filters come off. Um, and I've definitely one of, or definitely like a few of the most intense, like, I guess, UFO sightings I've had have been during those moments. So that's kind of just something that, 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 um, that makes me think as well. And it's, it's, you know, it's, it's, again, it's like, for me, the biggest thing is kind of frustrating because like already UFOs are such a stigmatized topic. So like you can't talk about them all the time. And then like, obviously psychedelic drugs are the same way. So like when there's a connection between the two of them, like, Oh, maybe you can see them when you're tripping. It's like, now you're super crazy. (laughs) It's also like science though. Like it's logical. Like, because when you're tripping, your pupils literally dilate. Yeah. you're letting in more light which means you're able to perceive more information than you are normally able to fast so aside from the fact that you know it's the spiritual experience that it is just scientifically like there physically is going more going on in your perception that allows you to see more mm-hmm. of what's actually there like it's not really like you're hallucinating exactly like yeah i mean and that's that's definitely scientifically proven i think a lot of it is light i think a lot of it is like obviously like the brain chemistry um but yeah man that's dope thank you so much for sharing that um obviously we could like talk for another like hour or two just about like psychedelic shit ufo shit um and i'd love to do that at some point but that yeah that basically brings me to my end of the uh, the end of my interview with you um really appreciate you taking the time out the last couple of days man i'm super excited for the show we're gonna do i'm actually gonna send you the flyer for that um today because it's it's all set um and yeah i'll definitely be in touch um and then this this will probably i'll probably get into this i might edit it down a little bit because because i think it's close to like two hours total but um and then yeah this will probably go up on the website on the podcast uh like sometime next week um and yeah man uh thanks so much i really i think i learned a lot i gained a lot from this experience super glad to um to be connected with you now and yeah, last th- one last thing I like to ask people is just like, if you have like a, a, a mantra you'd like to tell yourself or just like words of affirmation that like you kind of, you kind of draw to, I think we can all, um, you know, if, if you do have, have something like that in, in your life, I would love to, you know, I think we'd love to hear it. Yeah. It's like Loki on like, I use the sticky notes app on my laptop too, and I have it up on there, but my main one is like, you, you couldn't fuck it up if you tried um and that's that's my favorite one because i think sometimes we can really think like damn i'm really messing it up or um i did the wrong thing or i or i'm i'm not enough or whatever and it kind of hit me at a certain point that like sometimes you could really try to fuck it up and like you literally can't because it's just protected you know um and i think just creating that assumption for, for myself and then thus creating that truth for myself has been a really good thing because there have been times when like on a physical plane I might be like damn I'm really fucking it up right now <laughs> and then I remind myself like man like you couldn't fuck it up if you try so just tell yourself you're trying to do that right now and then watch you be wrong you know so 
and often I'm proven wrong when I think when I when I'm thinking like that. So yeah, <laughs> that's my favorite. That's fire. One. No, that's that's right. I'm definitely gonna take that. I think that's helpful to me and, and to everyone. Um, what about you? Do you have one? Um yeah, I like to I got a few. My main one is is watch the world. I actually got a tattoo of it as well here. Wow. I don't know if you can tell. Like Oh, yeah, like watch, watch the world. Um, it's actually a, a, it's a cool story. It's um, it was like a song of uh, um, there's an artist I, I really, I really like by the name of Tom DeLong. He's like a, he was in Blink One Eighty Two. He's kind of like a punk rock, uh, alt rock like singer songwriter. Okay. Um, this was with a side project he had, but like I kind of listened to it at a point in my life where it's like one of those really nostalgic songs. He's also someone who's like super into like UFOs and conspiracies and shit. And, and the song really what the song means, it, it talks about like um, government secrets and conspiracies and just like the um, I guess the onus we have on ourselves to like literally watch the world and figure out what's going on and kind of decode it for ourselves and like find truth within and, and all that. Not not only within, but like doing your research and like learning about shit and learning about what's important. Um, like a study. It, yeah yeah and i it kind of has a double meaning because that that song i was listening to it a lot like when i started high school and that was kind of like a tough period for me and so it was kind of just like one of those very nostalgic songs that i would listen to and i would like go back to that moment and, and it was i don't know, like you, you know like how songs kind of can can have that meaning and then when i grew older i kind of realized what it was about and it was actually my first tattoo like two summers ago and then and then like it's funny like i since then like it's 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 you know kind of taken on even more meaning um because i've since then i've gotten more into like all these kind of supernatural things um just like systems of control like government government projects and like shit like that so like that's that's what i like to say what was that now you're really watching the world yeah yeah watch the world i'm also like anthropology i'm super into anthropology uh just like learning about the past um because the past there's there's so much shit that went on here on this planet like our ancestors human beings civilizations that like have risen and fallen and like we're kind of just thrown into everyone alive right now is kind of thrown into the earth right now and and we think we know what's going on but like we don't have you know we don't really have the context um because the world as it exists right now is like a very arbitrary you know society especially now like especially in 2020 um so i like a little pocket like a little era like yeah exactly it's a little pocket of time time, yeah it's like living circles exactly it's like living in a country like time is kind of like 2020 is our country we don't know what's going on in another country because we don't live there like we don't know what was going on in like 3000 bc you know, when the Egyptians or like the Aztecs were, were doing their shit. So that's kind of what it means to me. Things we um, think might be possible like a thousand years from now might have already happened like many years ago, you know? A thousand years in the past. Yeah. 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 And just like learning more about the concept of time, like there could have been, we're not necessarily at like the pinnacle of human civilization or technology because again, like civilizations rise and fall knowledge is gained and lost and and you know we kind of have this ego that like we're in the 21st century and we have the internet and we have planes and cars and 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 on a certain level it seems the most advanced we've ever been but yeah you know i think i think we can learn a lot about the past that's crazy. that makes me really like almost sad to think about sometimes because i'm like what if there's some like technology that like you know i might think i'm so awesome at music and that music is such a cool thing or whatever and 
my favorite artists are so dope. But then I'm like, what if like a thousand years from now, like there's just more technology and more systems to create something that I literally couldn't even fathom right now. Yeah. And I'll be like, like a new fucking art form or something, you know, it's like not even music anymore. It's like the next thing. People would not have been able to, to predict like production, you know, like digital music production, like back when it was just like instruments and whatnot. But now it's like, this is so much more sick in my opinion than like, you know, just like playing, I don't know, like playing on like a drum or something. (laughs) Exactly. I I didn't even think about that. I did literally did not even think about that. Like we're making the same, same thing in a very different way. I mean, it's all just sound. So like, yeah, like what's the next way of, of making sound waves, I guess. So I think it's just good to not really have an ego with too much, with too much. Cause it's like, you might really be, you might legitimately be sick, but like, it's all a con- it's all contextual you know like for sure but i also do believe in timeless music like of course know, I, yeah i mean I, it doesn't discredit what happened yeah because there's there's stuff from way back that's like damn this is still hitting and this is still mm-hmm. maybe even forward you know like so i i am excited to create more music like that too that's just completely timeless and transcendent yeah yeah no that's transcendent like that that's that's what it is um and like yeah we'll never be able to i guess understand in our limited like lifetimes but yeah i guess the only way to do that is 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 to transcend and kind of have fucking enlightenment or or whatever and and whatever you want to call it um but yeah man this was this was great um look forward to meeting you in person man look forward to talking mm-hmm. to you having many more conversations with you um thanks so much yeah no thanks so much for bestowing your wisdom upon me um and yeah man i'll, I'll see you soon honey p dog <laughs>